Hello, Evers. I'm your host, Internet Keith, and welcome to the Titans edition. Or not really the Titans edition. Just the edition. It's a holiday episode. The holiday edition of Football and Other F-Words. Today on the holiday edition, we'll be talking about Titans news. We'll talk about the Giants game and a bunch of other stuff. As is tradition, I am joined by some hooligans. I've got Zebo here. How are you, Zebo? Let's get fucking weird. Let's get weird. <laughs> I've also got uh, the illustrious Mr. Lebowski. How are you, Mr. Lebowski? How did I become illustrious? I don't know. Okay. You've I'm, always been illustrious. You illustrated know. things. You know, we really should all, after we <laughs> after <laughs> we got introduced, we should all have done that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I already yeah. popped mine. Let's uh, see <laughs> I thought you were waiting for it. No. Did you get it on the podcast? He's the guy you I got had, excited. He's the guy you hand champagne at a wedding and he's chugging it while his wife is going, Jesus, Michael. Wait for the toast. The guy who already popped his, that's Mike Miracles. How are you doing, Mike? Hey, I'm actually here this week. So Yay, I'm back. Uh, like Lazarus. <laughs> and we've got an extra special guest. We've got Travis Haney uh, from the Athletic Nashville here. How are you doing, Travis? And see what you don't know. Out the, those are actually frescas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're just pounding frescas. Just, Some LaCroix. Yeah. We're bad dudes. <laughs> we are bad to the, the bone. LaCroix is extra hardcore because it has the X on the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. French. <laughs> it's French. And they're revolting or they're rioting right now. Yeah. So. You oh, I thought you were hardcore. saying the seltzer water was <laughs> revolting. No, no. It's it would be a lot cooler if they did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as always, today's podcast is brought to you by an F word, and today's F word is Ferkser, as in, sorry, Anthony Ferkser, we didn't get you in the Pro Bowl. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I really blame about three-fourths of this table. I think it's basically us, th- us three as far as the traditional guests, because... It ain't Big Mike's Mike, fault. Yeah, Big Mike did a great job. I, I, I don't think we really hustling. helped enough on Twitter. No. I agree. He I wasn't mean, even in the top ten in the NFL tight ends, though. I know. I put together wonderful memes about Anthony Ferkser. Put together you some need crazy more hashtags. stats. Yeah, yeah. I, needed, I needed more hashtags. That's where I fell short. We I retweeted it like three times a week. Yeah. Well, I, I, apparently, apparently we in, needed right? more, Michael. Yeah. You get in as an alternate, though. That'd be awesome. Oh, that would be amazing. We if gotta, he just rattles off. another like, push. Like yeah. 15 for 240 next week. If he yeah. has the tight end equivalent of Derrick Henry's two weeks. 100%. Yeah. He's got yeah. a shot. Yeah. So Let's do it. If he, if he gets those 50 catches for 750 yards, he's get, I think he's in. I, I like it. I, I think so. Uh, We've got a plan, no, Anthony. No pressure, Matt LaFleur. No pressure. <laughs> no, man. None at all. Strangely, Titans target Ferkser <laughs> 50 times in shocking loss to the Redskins. <laughs> Screw the playoffs. We just want Ferkser in the Pro Bowl here. Well, you know, we have been touting Henry all season, and then all of a sudden Henry is getting more and more touches. Maybe LaFleur does listen to this podcast. To yeah. quote the fans, Frable said, to, to quote Frable, he said, we gave with the fans what they wanted. And it was a fucking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> if, there, if there's any member of the coaching staff that listens to the F Words podcast, pretty good shot. It's about yeah, the floor. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I would say so. Oh, uh, we need. We might need to power rank the most likely to listen to coaches. Yeah. I bet yeah. Kerry Coombs probably does it while he's working out. Yeah. I bet this really gets him pumped, uh, especially when my ads come on. I bet he's. Just I feel like Coombs like just amp. listens to like audio of himself yelling at other players <laughs> while he works out. No, it's. it's <laughs> It's him yelling at himself oh, in yeah, third yeah. person. Yeah. Is that how that would work? Is that the correct person narrative? Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Are you on the elliptical? Because I just see a bunch of horse shit under these legs. <laughs> uh, well, uh, tell us how uh, you can get motivated to get some awesome shirts. All right. For the bill. Oh, no. For the bill. The perfect shirts for all men titties. <laughs> they won't sting. They won't sting. They won't cling. They won't cling. Give them forgiveness on Christmas Day. Eat the backup bowls. Ship to Bangkok, pretty as peacocks. Perfect for any style. Shirts. That will make you feel you should grimace. Great for relaxing, even napping. They'll last for mile after mile. If you work a street corner, you should wear. <laughs> for the bill. Six one five. For the bill. Six one five. 
You'll never have bleeding man titties. <laughs> Shove on B. Shove on B. Hear me sing, hear me sing. The perfect gifts for Christmas Day. So follow the sound of silver bells and holiday cheer and head on over to ForTheVille615.com today and get free shipping on all orders over $100. And with every purchase made, donation is made to the Nashville Predators Foundation. You can follow them on Instagram, on Twitter, at, at ForTheVille615, ForTheVille615.com. Holiday cheer for your holiday beer. Wonderful. I, I actually wrote that at your concert, Keith, this past Saturday. That's, that's very nice. <laughs> that's fantastic. And we started singing for the Ville when the band was playing Silver Bells. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Now, <laughs> now, what kind of light rating from your uh, Christmas oh, light like necklace really would bright. you give that? Oh, it's, okay. like, it's like rave techno. Yeah. It's the uh, seizure, yeah, seizure, the seizure setting. setting. Yeah, yeah, if you weren't in the holiday spirit before, yeah. you pretty much have to be now. Oh, yeah. Um. All right, well let's let's get into uh, let's get into some Titan stuff. Uh, we of course had awful news. Um, Logan Ryan was placed on IR. This fucking season sucks, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Delaney Walker's gone. Rashard Matthews quit on us. Jack Conklin can't stay healthy. Our, and then now you got uh, freaking Logan Ryan gone. Johnny Smith's gone. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of Fuck. people. That's a lot. But it's supposed to be the holiday. We're still in the playoff hunt. Yeah, that's what we want, right? We that's want true. the playoffs season. I don't think the season sucks. Did well, you, I did mean, I think the circumstance. Sucks. When Logan Ryan walked off the field, did you think no? Oh, that guy's got a broken leg. No, no. way. Well, when yeah, I saw crazy. that he, when I saw that he, I guess he never came back in, or or whenever he left, I was just like, I yeah. didn't even know he got injured. Like I didn't even notice. But Sharif Finch, you know, a cart comes out for him, and you're like, yeah. oh god, something yeah. terrible is wrong with him. And he's playing the Sunday. And he practicing. Might. Be your, I mean, yeah. it, I don't know. It's hard to predict that stuff, but yeah. you know Do what you was actually kind of cool was when Ryan himself yeah. revealed his own yeah. news. Yeah. Yeah. Was pretty He's like yeah. a pretty empowered dude. Like, that didn't yeah. sting you a little bit that you didn't get that scoop? I, that's not what I do yeah. anyway. I'm, yeah. not a, I'm not a news chaser yeah. as opposed to some, some folks. I feel, I feel like some people <laughs> would be like a little bit miffed. I mean, I, I understand it. I mean, I like that he did it. So yeah. He uh, gets to put it out there his way. And, yeah. yeah. Does, I'm uh, all for it. I mean... Did you go to practice at all, or have you been to practice any this week? Uh, today was the only day you could go. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't make it out there today. Gotcha. So. I just wondered what it was like. I, I know they were trading baseball or football cards of themselves or whatever. it was just a walkthrough today. Yeah, I but I just didn't know if like the mood around no Logan oh, Ryan yeah. or whatever. Because, I mean, I don't know, he's I don't been know, playing I just, awesome. I think they're probably kind of used to it, which yeah. goes back to y'all's original point of, you know, quote, the season sucks. Yeah. is like... <laughs> They've yeah. been dealing with this since week one, losing yeah. Delaney. I mean, yeah. the way that that game played out, especially as far as, as Delaney, I mean, they've kind of been dealt this over and over and mm-hmm. over again. And they're not unique that way. Yeah. I no, mean, yeah. Atlanta, sure. Jacksonville, well, hell, you can go Washington, down to Washington. Yeah. Washington. Yeah. I mean, teams are dealing with this all over the league. Yeah. And it, and it kind of goes back to those are the teams that usually make the playoffs are the ones that can avoid that type of thing. And it seems to me – yeah. Maybe Indy is that team that's still really pretty uh, cohesive at this point. They you know, are. Nobody wants to hear that, but right. that's sort of the things you start looking at this time of year is like, all right, who's playing well and who's healthy? And mm-hmm. the Titans are playing well, but I'm not sure how healthy they are just based on the number of, of critical type people that they've lost. And, you know, even if you don't care about – or even if you don't feel great about how Jack Conklin played this season, I totally understand why – You've proven time and again that you need backups at tackle and guard, and yeah. now oh, Dennis yeah. Kelly has to play. So mm-hmm. you're really thin in a lot of spots. Three outside linebackers, I think, finished the game against the Giants. So you're yeah. just down to really narrow margins and teams that we're now on the dog yeah, watch. Oh, nope, that that'll, nope, that'll do it. He's eating something he shouldn't be. <laughs> He's eating something electronic. Um, <laughs> yeah, Uh I mean, we signed uh, Durden. We also had um, Kenny Vaccaro, who's in concussion protocol, right? Let me let me say this. Kenny Vaccaro is the scariest person I've ever seen play football before. He has, like, negative fear. Like, he 
does not care about anything. He's out there like when he dislocated his elbow earlier this season, he was trying to get it popped back in so he could keep playing. He they they said during his Saints tenure that kind of like Logan Ryan, he was trying to walk off a field on his broken leg. And I mean, the guy's a complete savage. He's out there playing without a helmet as it gets knocked off because right. he's viciously slamming into a tackle and then he's still trying to make the tackle. Like that dude is an animal and i i How love he the way he plays i have no yeah, idea preseason. And, and they cut him i like the saints cut him and they i, I know oh, his contract was was out. A oh, so he was free agent the whole way but yeah between wow. him and adrian peterson who the titans play this week those are yeah. two guys i cannot figure out how they were available in august it's insane it, he better not be available this coming august because titans need to lock him up yeah I, i'd sure. have him as like the number one priority of all the at leaving free agents after this year, he'd be my number one priority. Well, and, and also you add to it, you know, this is something that hasn't been discussed, but I guess because he's banged up too. But I mean, he mostly played slot corner in New Orleans. True. It yeah. wasn't his favorite spot. He didn't feel like it was a great fit for him. Yeah. But he's got a lot of experience playing there. Yeah. So you oh, talk wow. about ways to fit the loss of Logan. Yeah. This is someone who's point. played a lot of snaps in that slot corner spot. So yeah. I think they'll rotate a lot of guys through there. I think yeah. that's how they're going to answer it is depends on the matchup, depends on kind of personnel. You know, again, I think yeah. the Colts are a lot more difficult matchup that way because of all their tight ends than probably the Redskins will be with, with their quarterback situation. But mm-hmm. that to me, if Vaccaro is okay coming back from the concussion and he was a limited participant on Tuesday, so that's a good sign that he's at least – He'll have a chance to play on yeah, Saturday. Yeah. He at least didn't get the Lawan get sent home on right. day But as one far as value, and people that you can move around and play in different positions, and especially you've seen how many times this season that they've had all kinds of injury issues in, in the secondary, he, don't let him get away. Yeah. yeah. Speak, speaking of uh, fantastic. versatile DBs, do you think uh, Crookshake plays any uh, slot corner? At all this week, uh, hell, it's, it's he can pretty barely early. play anything. It seems like I mean, this was his first game active first game for back, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, four weeks, five weeks. He did his normal special team stuff, right, but yeah. I, you know, Lewis played over him when uh, Vaccaro left with the concussion. He just so. seems really limited. Yeah. In what where he is at safety, I can't imagine them trying to add another role to what sure. he does, unless maybe he's worked there in practice more than we realize, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he would only be in in kind of emergency situations mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but maybe we're pretty close to that. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah, they're kind of short on bodies there, too. And you're you're asking a lot of LaShawn Sims, who looked okay during preseason camp, and we thought, eh, maybe this is somebody who should be playing more, especially yeah. when Butler was struggling. Now he's got to play yeah. at this point, it looks like. And, uh, you know, Kirkshank did do a little corner stuff in college. But, yeah, I, I don't think they would – shove him in there unless they absolutely had to. It just but, seems like the learning curve for him, for whatever reason, it's just been slow to pick up yeah. offensively. He's been hurt a lot, too. He's probably yeah. missed reps. and start electrical like fire, <laughs> opening up these beer cans. <laughs> Between you and the dog. Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, the one thing that I'm interested to see for next week is where the corners line up, because I've always viewed Sims as more of an outside corner versus a slot guy and I really don't see Jackson or Butler as really a pure slot guy either so I I wonder if they'll match up versus receivers and rotate through or see that's what I think well, well, didn't they in. announce what they were going to do today I, I thought uh someone shared a tweet and I'd have to go back and find it but the the I think that when nickel comes around I think Butler and Lo, uh Butler and Jackson are going to start and then when Nickel comes around, they're going to put Butler inside and put LaShawn Sims on the outside. Interesting. I, yeah. I'd have to find that tweet, but I, I mean, I, I'd I, be I think surprised I if if they came out and said that. Um, that might have been some some speculation or something. Whatever, but, you don't know. I mean, I don't I, know my tweets. I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if Brabel came out and was like, "Hey, this is what we're going to do on Sunday." <laughs> you know um, how I was being coy before. So that's all over. It's just all direct from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to name <laughs> off schemes. Yeah. Get your we're, pen and pencil ready. We're going to open with play action, boot, sprint outright. Um. You know what, though? The one thing that he could do that with last Sunday and probably this Saturday as well is we're going to come out and hand the ball to Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They, yeah. They, they, that was pretty much telegraphed by the weather in New York, and yeah. everybody knew what was going to happen, and it still didn't matter. Yeah. yeah. That had to have been demoralizing for the Giants. Just, I mean, they just – it was – Five yards every time he touched the ball. They look like. You know what it looked like to me? The closest thing I, I've seen 
was the second half against Dallas. As soon as Dak had that strip sack, Jayon strip sack with Dak, that whole team just went flat yeah. and didn't want to be there. Yep. Yeah. That's what the almost the entirety yeah. of that Giants game looked like, is a yeah. team that was just like, let's get out of here. It's yeah. cold. It's raining. This is gross. This guy We, hits we don't have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to hand it to this one guy, and he's been carrying us for a month or you know, six weeks in a row. Yeah. Eh, let's get out of here. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah. Yeah. Eli's making faces again. Oh, he was miserable. <laughs> he's doing he he's doing the throw and tuck. Yeah. Yeah. Also known as the golf now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the Chuck and Ducks were out in uh, full force on uh, Eli Manning on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. The Giants had their Titans against the Ravens just where nothing went right from the so very I wasn't going to say that. Horrible but game. I, I've seen that a couple of times from the Titans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too. And it's just it's it's interesting that you get into a game a freaking NFL game and you can just tell like a quarter in it's like why are, I mean why are we even here yeah. for the rest of this one yeah because this is over yeah that was exactly the the Ravens game I mean we sat there through the whole thing it, and it, it was, was similar like, in the score too because it's not yeah. like the Titans are down like 13 nothing you're like it might as well be 40 nothing exactly yeah. Giants exactly. are down seven nothing you're like man if they kick a field goal here this game's over yeah yeah the whole second half I mean we were sitting there watching we were like I mean we were only up seven like you said but we were like we all were looking at the other games and stuff, like checking <laughs> yeah, scores yeah. because we're like, oh, we got this thing. Like, well, it's, it's done. What yeah. was the game that we went up in halftime and, or leading into halftime is a recent game, uh, home game, and we were just watching TV because we were so oh, so disinterested was in it the game. The Jacksonville, Jacksonville game? No, the no. The Jets game. It was the, the Jets, Jets game because we oh, came yeah, back and won. Down. What, 16 to nothing? The yeah. Jets game had that feeling of, yeah. I don't see this turning around. Yeah. I, I'm trying to figure the Jets out. We we can probably save this for the uh, the other pod, but let's talk about it. Whatever. Well, yeah. Well, this is the holiday Just, episode. It's well, like a variety hour. All right. All right. Well, so, but I feel like that's any number of teams. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are like, "Oh, you don't want to play the Colts right now." They got shut out six to nothing in Jacksonville yeah. like three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, and then we went exactly. and whooped Jacksonville the next day. And it's like the Giants last week leaning into the game. Everybody's scared. Oh, the Titans playing the Giants. Yeah. I don't know if they're gonna win. You got to remember they played the Redskins. I mean, who ended up putting Josh Johnson into the game? But then they go in. Yeah, and so, they, and I mean, <laughs> because they were somehow able to convince Jacksonville running Cody Kessler more yards than he can throw is a good idea. The, that was the that's so weird to me. So the Redskins. That was the first time they've come back from being behind at halftime since 2016. <laughs> Jacksonville's wow. a congratulations, congratulations, Jaguars. Yeah. Would you, as, as Titans folks out there or in this room, would you read a, a story or a book about this year's Jags team? Because I oh, bet the yes. level of dysfunction would be <laughs> yes. incredible. Yes, yeah. I would love the it. Ends, like behind the scenes, like what is, they're let's, fighting let's, each other after they need, games. They need I mean, a lifetime Leonard Fournette, movie. I mean, there was an it would excellent, be unbelievable. There was an excellent self-post on, on the uh, NFL subreddit today that basically broke down with a lot of statistical detail that this Jaguars team is only the third team in NFL history to have this bad of a performance after the previous season. Basically, they Damn, ga- they're going to the Super Bowl. Ga- yeah, they gauged it on how well the team did the season before and how bad they were the next season. They're only the third team to ever advance to the championship stage um, or further and go four and twelve the next season. There's never been a team that's that's played below that's had less than four wins. But you, I mean, even the four and twelve doesn't fully even. They were three sh- and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. three <laughs> and one. And every, I mean, they were coming off a the Jag or beating the, uh, the Patriots. Uh, Patriots, and and everyone Handily. was like, "Oh my God, the Jaguars oh, are." I mean, there was mayonnaise being sprayed everywhere yeah. in Jacksonville <laughs> about how great this Jacksonville team is. Yeah. You just go back and listen to your trash, Jacksonville. We were way ahead of the curve <laughs> on this over the summer. Right. About they were definitely going to come down to nothing. Well, I mean, apparently we that game it. murdered them. Yeah, the September game, yeah. the Titans winning nine to six with Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, well, sort of, kind of as a yeah. starter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, his, it's his quarterback win. Starter. It's, uh, the record did they know that knocking out Gabbert yeah. would? Yes. So it, no, it, I would. To, to answer your question, I yeah. absolutely would read a great in-depth well, article. What the hell is what going on there? What a fucking yeah. collapse! It's. I mean, it's. 
it looks like total dysfunction from top if, to bottom. If you and wrote it, that book and just marketed it in Houston, Nashville, <laughs> and Indianapolis, it would sell like crazy. And, yeah. and they mic'd up Jalen Ramsey. So don't have y'all heard all the mic mic'd up uh, sayings they they put together. I can't together believe from someone it. agreed no, no. that that was a good idea. Right. Oh yeah, does he right. not have an agent? He's he is like, so annoying. First he's, off, I don't think anyone can stop what he's going to do. He's going to do what he's going to do. At some point, the uh, he tells people or people on the, the Titans fans on the sidelines before the game were like, uh, we're in your head and blah, blah. He goes, I've never had a bad day and or something like this, especially against the Titans. He's now one in five versus the Titans or something crazy like that. And but the one of the coaches was like, hey, you know, you guys stay strong during this win. You know, you are the leader in this locker room and you're going to be in this. Dear Lord. You're going to be the le- a coach said this. It could be a leader in this locker room a long time. And I'm thinking. I mean, I don't want Jacksonville to ever get a competent head coach or front office because that's, like, my biggest scare. But I would love for Jalen Ramsey to get shipped out of the division to somewhere like Buffalo. I mean, could you imagine (laughs) Jalen Ramsey being in Buffalo, like, 24-7 for a whole season or Uh, something like that? Oh, that'd be... It's just where you want to exile every player that you don't really care for. (laughs) You're up to Buffalo now. And people are like, but bring him home, bring him home. I, I don't want Jalen. They, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, Jalen's great, great they, talent. They, they but don't, I don't want, want him here. Yeah, I don't, I he doesn't fit with anything that no, they do. No, I mean, yeah. Kevin Byard would hate Jalen Ramsey because oh, yeah. their DNAs are so different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they both talk, right? Right. But what they say is so drastically different. Yeah. yeah. And how oh, yeah. they say it, and how their teammates perceive them. Yeah. When, and I pose like about the same level player, probably right. I yeah. think so. All I, think, yeah, type I agree. Players. Yeah. Top yeah. five, top ten. And Butler right now is playing out of his mind since week nine. But I'm so. just saying, as far as people, yeah. you're building your culture and franchise right. around. Yeah. They're both kind of the same era guy. Damn, you got the right one. Yeah. yeah. Because that's how I feel. You're I, what a headache every week yeah. down yeah. there. Or something. Yeah. And, and I thought after after the Titans Jaguars game, there was a post that w- that came up about. Uh, I guess it was a quote from Jalen after the game where he said. Uh, you know, I I don't know why we lost, but it wasn't because of me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I because I did my part or I played good, and then you saw like I I snapshotted that and snapshotted Derrick Henry giving the ball to Deion Lewis, like insisting to come out of the game because he wanted Deion Lewis to get a touchdown after you know he had four and the crowd was literally chanting his name trying to get him a fifth. And Did you like try that's to give him a bottle opener for a canned beer. He put his bottle down. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> and that, but that's like the He's difference between those teams. Like you've got Tennessee, who has a team culture and a team. I feel like that's a sustainable culture yeah. versus Jacksonville, which is just well, you totally see Jacksonville's out of culture when you just load up with a bunch of prima donnas who are are good. They're all good, but when shit goes. You know, when shit hits the fan, all the good players start turning on each other. Well, how much – here's here's a question to turn it maybe even next year. How much would coherent quarterback play kind of re reboot, like hit the reset button for where they are? Like, yeah. I think they're going to make a pretty good run at Joe Flacco. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he kind but of is, is what is. that competent quarterback play? <laughs> that's <laughs> the question. It's a shit ton better than what they've had. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. But they also need to – I mean, to have weapons, and that turned this into a Jaguars podcast, because I, I even said yesterday my biggest fear is that they get a head coach, a good head coach, and well, they get a good – they're sticking with their own, though, aren't they? No. No way. So? Not after this horrible I think, season. I, I think they clean house. I think, I think they, they house do, and, they and give, that's my biggest fear. I think is they, they clean house and they give Coughlin better. one hmm. chance to get this right. The thing, the thing is, though, if they fire Marone – it, I mean, you've got Cleveland open. You've got Green Bay open. But Cleveland um, may not be open. Cleveland's open. Come on. Come on. Williams. Do you ha- Cleveland's do you They're Williams? mathematically in the playoffs. So. Uh, oh, technically, God. yes. Don't they have to, it, don't the Texans they, and Titans have to tie? Yeah, yeah we, we have to tie yeah. with the Colts. There's a tie and like four other things that has to happen. I'm not going to lie. They're technically still The alive. moon has to collide I would rather. <laughs> I would rather tie and Cleveland get in than us lose and the Colts get in. Well, yeah, I wouldn't. So I wouldn't disagree. Spe- so what, what's case what's the tiebreaker that the Jags have to hire a competent coach? <laughs> yeah, that they have to find a quarterback. <laughs> a jugs machine with a <laughs> on a Roomba with a cardboard cutout would be a better option. <laughs> than they've got a quarterback right now, so I like the Flacco it's, idea. It's like the uh, the opposite <laughs> of the shopping cart analogy. Well, okay, so <laughs> to Mike's point, speaking of Doug Marone, there's another Jalen Ramsey quote from this week. 
He no, was yeah. asked about Doug Marone keeping his job, and he interrupted the reporter and said, I ain't thinking about nobody but me. Okay, there you go. Put it on that, his tombstone. If you, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you want <laughs> one quote about what's wrong with that fucking locker room and that organization this week, there you have it. But who? who the, my but question bring is, him home. Bring who, him home. That's what everybody says. Titans fans say, bring him home to Nashville. Bring him home. Who the fuck cares where this guy played high school football or went to college at? Fuck Peyton Manning. I don't care. He went to Knoxville. He played for the fucking Colts. He spurned us before he went to the Broncos. Won two Super Bowls. Fuck him. Fuck Jalen Ramsey. I don't care. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah. yeah. I do not care if someone played here. If Derrick Henry had graduated or if he had got drafted to any other team other than Tennessee, I would not be rooting for Derrick Henry. And I am a diehard Alabama fan. They're, it's done. You you played your time in Alabama, or you played your time at some high school. You've moved on in life. Golden Tate, if you'd love to come home, <laughs> yeah, buddy, yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, We're totally good. Yeah, to- I'm a little worried about bringing Golden Tate now because he's not doing that well in Philadelphia. Well, I think that's, that's, they're I so think up that's, and down. That's a yeah. tough situation too. You, I think that's going cool. somewhere mid year, it's it's not yeah. easy. Yeah, I think I mean, sometimes it works. Yeah. If it's actually yeah. a guy you want to come home, yeah. invite him home. If yeah. it's Jalen Ramsey, go to like you said, go to Buffalo. Yeah. Go to the yeah. moon. Yeah. Go away. Yeah. Go, go to the away. CFL. Exactly. Watch go him away. into the sun. Oh, he should go to the XFL. No. Yes. There it is. What's that CBS thing they're that, launching? The AF. The yeah. AF. Yeah, the AF. The Absolute oh. Ass Foundation. Or whatever yeah. Hey, Josh, Josh Johnson, one of one. Starring Josh <laughs> yeah. Johnson. I'm right. really First surprised. round pick. I'm really surprised that there's a t-shirt company called American as Fuck that does like these ridiculous you know, uh, tank tops and stuff for 4th of July. I'm really surprised they're not suing because they are AAF. I don't think anybody's confusing the two. They might not even know each. They may not. (laughs) Maybe I should send an email to AAF and just start getting this going. Someone tip. the World Wildlife uh, Fund had to uh, change WWF for life. Yeah, but at the same time, I think someone at the legal team at AAF was like, should we go after this football league? And the lawyer was I mean, like, nah. I mean, they got we'll Zach wait it Mittberger out. as coach of the... the we'll wait. Uh, that shit will be gone by September. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're like... Uh, they no, just we, drafted we, Josh Johnson first that'll be, overall. That'll be so, gone I mean, before the next talk. named hurricane is. No, baby. You sue people with money. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's not right. how that works. We know Mike Singletary is the coach of the Memphis uh, AAF team. Does that not kind of make you want to watch the AAF? Because no, Michael no, Vick, no. My, I, come it on. If, my, <laughs> if he was playing, yes. Yeah, but yes. okay. Look at this. Mike Vick is the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta yeah. team. Spurrier is the head coach of the Orlando yeah. team. That's gonna be. Uh, I could get into some Spurrier uh, shit talk. So yeah. what? What, what I'm dying. I actually want to do this story for the yeah. Athletic, which means I shouldn't say it out loud. Which, <laughs> why am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> I, I want Steven Garcia to come back and play for Spurrier so badly. Oh, oh yes. That'd be awesome. That would be amazing. And this catharsis for everyone. That would be an amazing. Until he goes out uh, and throws four picks in an AF yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets, he gets kicked off his AF. First, He's waived. He's the first player waived from his AF contract. First AF player to ever throw four picks in a game. I want Spurrier coaching in a lazy boy. Like, I want him just yeah, reclined okay. back, like, having a beer. kind of like on the booger mobile, it's on a yeah, track. exactly. He's, he's got like a little like joystick. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. Come, come on, make yeah. the catch. No, no. Throws his visor from the recliner. Yeah, but not a nice lazy boy that, like, no, it's got that be. brown leather that's been yeah. looks like it's obviously been set in for Frazier, like Frazier's dad. They yeah. need to go find the the recliner off Frazier. Got, got a nice uh, Coors sitting yeah. there. He's and, got uh, Jack Russell Terrier hanging out with him. <laughs> Mysterious stains. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm uh, all in on the AF. Yeah, right? it sounds pretty good. Let's, let's keep the pod going in the, yeah. into the. All right, so where there's only like 13 ex Titans players from the last two years already on AF teams. How, Not well, a good who, sign. Who, yeah. does, who does Antonio Andrews <laughs> play for? The Memphis team. Oh, does he? <laughs> yeah. With Zach Mettenberger. <laughs> that joking? Memphis team has like four or five ex Titans from like the oh past few years. God. Who does Kendall Wright play for? Uh huh. <laughs> I think he's still in the NFL free agent market. Doriel Greenbeckham? Surprisingly, that half <laughs> passed on yeah. Greenbeckham. All right, Bo Scaife. Who else? Uh, no, it was uh, it was tight end Tim Seismic. Oh, so oh, yeah. Simich. 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 Yeah. I was close. Big Tim. Uh, Tim he's Seismic enormous. would have been way better, though. He should go by Tim Seismic because yeah. he's huge. Well, yeah. if they didn't already have 12 tight ends that were functional, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he would have made the team. <laughs> yeah. Until they found uh, not your Cole, but my Cole Pruitt. Yeah. <laughs> Michael. That's Michael. Yeah. Um, 
Let's uh, let's talk about uh, the Pro Bowlers that were just announced. Yeah, that was. Uh, I was very surprised that we even got three on there because well, I, I thought fan voting. One of was them was wait. real surprising. Yeah, yeah, right. Mike, yeah, Mike, Mike, you want to fill us in? Yeah. So, uh, Jarrell Casey, Not Brett surprising. Kern, Not and Taylor Luan. Yep. Pretty were surprised by a little it. Surprising. I think and that's a- what Lebowski said. But I mean, Big Mike over here is like, eh. it, it just depends who else is out there. But if yeah. you if you hook Taylor Luan to a polygraph and said, dude. Did you have a Pro Bowl year? He would have said no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's played as well his, as he's played the last two years for sure. But I don't know that there's a whole lot that's that much better than him in the AFC. I mean, honestly, the AFC situation at tackle. Not very good. It's not great. I mean, Eric Fisher and um, who was the other one that made it? Uh, Villanueva from the Steelers were the two other tackles. I mean, that. I don't know that there may, there's a whole lot of other ones that are banging down that door. To There may be a larger point here, too, about you know everybody that's upset about offensive line play that there's not that many of these giant humans roaming the earth who can push other large humans yeah. around. And yeah. watch, watch other NFL games. Other offensive lines are worse than the Titans. Like Even when the Titans have not had good offensive line play, there are other ones that are way worse than them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of them. The Giants are a really bad one. Yeah, the Giants yeah, are just, terrible. Yeah, we just watched that. It was and, atrocious. And they just spent, what, a high second-round pick and, like, $80 million on Nate Solder. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah, there's some bad situations out there. Lawan hasn't been great, and he's certainly had bad moments. But overall, I would say he's at least in the top 10-ish among tackles in the NFL. That's fair. And, uh, you know, given the AFC, I think there's better tackles in the NFC. And then when he – it wasn't him. When they were getting whipped, you know, in in Houston, I went back and watched all of them, tried to break down what was going on. Mostly, as everybody knows at this point, it was the interior and to some extent the right side. Mostly the interior is kind of where all the issues were coming from. Mm -hmm. I don't know that Luan has been his best. That was probably two years ago when everybody else was playing at a really high level. But Mm -hmm. the – the gaps, the mistakes, the miscommunications, not really on him. And and he also, I think he had one really bad game. The The Ravens game, he was poor. Um, but I, I, that, that was when he was got away from everybody foot injury, too. Because yeah. he hurt that foot in Buffalo. And I, I think he practiced the next week. And they, I don't think they, they might not even listen to him on the injury report by the time that game was up. I think that's right. But he did not look like himself. Like, I could, I'd took a snapshot of his kicked up against Baltimore and then the one against the Eagles from like two weeks before, before he'd hurt his foot. It was night and day. Like he just wasn't getting any sort of distance off that kick stop. And you know, he just didn't look right. But, and I think part of it for me, to be honest with you is when we talk to him, he's, he's become so self-critical yeah. this season that he's kind of gone into a shell even like outwardly of who he is yeah. after games. He always, if we ask him any question about the rest of the offense, mm-hmm. he always tries to defer to Vrabel or Lafleur, And he just, all I do, you know, I watch film and I focus on the guy in front of me and I just want to block, block the guy in front of me. So I think there was something, I mean, it's very clear what happened after the Eagles game when all those guys stumped their chest and he was mm-hmm. one of the most vociferous ones of that group. Yeah. He's been so careful about what he's, he's saying that I think some of it comes off like he doesn't even feel as confident as he did, but yeah. he's tr- I think he's trying to be a good teammate, be a good leader, well, and not mm-hmm. say too much. But it, I think it's also clear to him that this entire offensive line, for whatever reasons, has not performed at the level that anybody expected. Well, so. I'll go down a limb, not, not, to, not to branch too far off of what you just said, but <laughs> – we're literally watching the evolution of a locker room before a new staff. I mean, look at the attitude from the players as a whole from the Eagles game to now. The confidence is not gone, but the chest-banging, we-demand-attention stuff has been corralled in. And, and I know I'm, I'm focusing on something a little minute, but I really like seeing that because, to me, that's a coaching staff that has complete control and attention of a locker room, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I like seeing it. I do because when you look at disasters like the Jags are fun to look at, but when you even look at other locker rooms and the problems they've had, the Steelers, to me, are the one that popped to mind. I mean, the Steelers are doing well, 
but there were outward appearances multiple times this oh, yeah. season that they're having problems on mm-hmm. the scenes, right? So, as a Titans fan, I think you got to be you got to be happy with that. Well, right? they don't have a lot of big egos, and I think that's mm-hmm. why this works as yeah. well as it does, yeah. and and why the coaching staff has a chance to assert <clears throat> who and what they want it to be. And you're right. I mean, I think I probably made that point somewhere somehow that after the Patriots win they had a totally different reaction mm-hmm. to the to the game, even though they freaking blew out New England. Mm-hmm. They did not react the same way they did to the Philly game. And I think what's kind of interesting to me is it didn't matter. Like I, I, that, This is just me as, as an observer. Like, they were really loud and, and kind of, you know, boastful after the Philly game. Then they go and lose at Buffalo. They were they handled it the right way against New England or afterward, and then they go lose the next two games in the division. So, yeah. like, who the hell knows? I, know. I mean, yeah. it's just <laughs> such a hard – like, and I, I think, honestly, that's what's happening in the locker room too. I mean, I, this is a collective bunch of guys that I think they like each other, and I think there's some talented guys. They're not the most talented team in the league. They're not in the top five in the most talented teams in the league. But I, they can't put a finger probably on why a lot of this stuff has gone the way that it has. and. Yeah. And maybe Henry embodies the season as much as anybody. Another player who I think he's a perfectly nice guy. I think he has a great attitude. I think he probably works really hard from everything that we hear. He was really hard on himself early in the year when things didn't go his way. And then suddenly everything clicks, and now he's maybe the best player in in the entire NFL right now. Yeah. I mean, so it's just, it's so, it's such a weird league to track week to week, month to month, where a team is or was in September versus now mm-hmm. that maybe the even keel matters, you know, Mike, maybe that does matter. Mike said this on our podcast. I know he said it a couple of times, but to me, and again, maybe it's recency bias, but this is the weirdest damn NFL season. And I still, I still stand by that because to, to back up to what we were saying earlier about each team looks powerful, but every single team in the league has that uh, moment where, all of them. They yeah. all look beatable. All, all yeah. of them look beatable. The Rams four weeks ago looked like an unstoppable juggernaut. Yeah. Now all and of a sudden, a couple of nights ago, that's like Jared Goff looks like complete dog. Right. Shit, I mean, man. like, and then Patrick Mahomes and all of that looked unstoppable. Now, of course, Mahomes can't stop throwing less than two TDs, but uh, all of a sudden, Kansas City has a falter. It's well, there's only two teams right now that I have to think have three game win streaks. Mm-hmm. Us and the Chargers and it's the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah. that's how hard it is to string together yeah. even a three-game win streak. Yeah, that's, that's you know the Chargers are maybe the hottest team in some regards well, with the way that they finished. And shit, let me let me further go down that path. Um, the uh, the Carolina Panthers started six and two. They're mm-hmm. six and eight. Yeah, and they're and, they're well on pace to go six and ten. They would be the first team to ever do that. And the Colts started some on one and the, five. Yeah. And, and now they're eight and six. <laughs> well, it's so. all over the, the place. Jaguars yeah. were three and one. Yeah, and, and I can give you a stat on, on the Titans that you guys well, know well. This is how weird the season's been. You just had the first shutout in a win in eighteen years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and earlier in the season, two months earlier, you were shut out at home for the first time ever. Yeah, yeah. in yeah. one in you know a little eight week, six eight week window of time. Yeah, ever since that seven hour game in Miami. Uh, this has been the weirdest God was just NFL us know. season. He's like, it's, get ready. It is again. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> the second you say that, the lights come on very bright. Wow. In our <laughs> studio. Hey, slash God's a fan. God friended us just now. <laughs> just He's now. got his own F words. Yeah. Yeah. Brought to you by CBS's God All friended me. <laughs> and its sequel, God blocked me. <laughs> God blocked me because of my other posts. God's ghosting me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, holy spirited you. It's I a, think that's what they call it. It's an extremely strange season, and I think I think it, there's something to the fact that you have to be hot at the right time because teams get hot, they go on these little runs, and that's how you end up with a team like the Giants. You know, a few years ago, or both of their Super Bowls when they were um, hell, even this year, ten and six, everybody and was thinking they may make the just sneaking into the playoffs, and then all of a sudden they're just boom, unbeatable in the playoffs. They're in, mm-hmm. you know, and I think there's something to getting hot at the right time. And I, I don't know that the the team that's gonna be hot for the playoffs has revealed itself yet. You know, it, it may not be. Well, if the Titans get in, it'll be them because yeah. they'll have won five in a row. That's true. Yeah. And so here's something I want to bring up to you guys because I'm, I'm really – I kind of stumbled on this thought the other day. I didn't really explore it in the story that I did. 
everybody's like, yeah, you know, hell yeah, Derrick Henry's finally doing what we thought he could do, and we've established our identity. We've got our identity. Uh, it's the same old. It's the yeah. last coaching staff's identity. Yeah, yeah. it's the same identity Hello. we've had for twenty years here. It, right? it's, I mean. the same, it's the same identity we have, especially in the like, month of December. It's the same, yeah. and it does, and it plays well in the NFL. Well, it does wait, work. Sorry, D. D. Hinber. D. Hinber. Yeah, D. thank Hinber. you. <laughs> I thought we were gonna make it through this. Oh, God yeah. damn it! I thought we were gonna make it. Sorry, through this. I missed uh, up big Mike. Hang on, let yeah. me give you props, D. Hinber. Thank you, let's, thank you. The proper pronunciation of this one. Stop the pod. Erase the whole thing. Everything and start all over again. And not do that. So we're no. gonna have a second God, go around of D Hinber. Do you want more D Hinber, Keith? Is yeah, that is what that, you want? Oh, you, so we didn't do it. Right, Good to see you guys. Uh, lovely as always. And this has been Travis Haney on the podcast. Yeah. You see what happens? We let we let Michael back on the podcast. <laughs> but then, I mean, guess ruining leaving. it. It's like the Titanic guest leaving. But really, I mean, we spend the entire calendar year going. Man, Matt LaFleur, this is going to be awesome. This is going to look yeah. like <laughs> the Rams, he, Matt Ryan, they went to a, you know, his MVP season. Here we go. Yeah. And then it's the same one we're like, it's the same. Let's so what, that so what caused, game so what caused the I don't shift. think that's a bad thing, no, it's but it's bad interesting thing. that we've wound up in the same place yeah. observing is, this team. And we, we talked about this a little bit on the podcast. Is this Vrabel – influencing Lafleur, or is this what Lafleur is like, okay, finally Vrabel's gone? Because that, we've had a hard time discerning here how much of the offensive mistakes that we've seen, the Luke Stalker uh, play, the uh, not giving it to Derrick Henry enough, or not giving it to Derrick Henry uh, to close out the London game. Who's 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 to blame? Do you do you have any idea, Travis? Because, I mean, we don't. I, I really don't. I mean, yeah. I mean we're, we're not in those conversations right. where – we're not on the sideline in the headset. I mean, I my inclination from what I've seen of Rabel is, I mean, let's go back to a guy in August who says, you know, I'm just learning offense. I'm learning kind of how these concepts work. This is new to me. I can't imagine that same guy then jumping in and being so influential in play calling that it's hindering what LaFleur yeah. is doing. Mm-hmm. I, my guess is, and I'd love to get confirmation of this after the season, I think it's more LaFleur finding his way than anything else. My guess about how it goes week to week is Vrabel in influences their play sheet. He influences what we're repping during the week based on matchups, based on what he's seen. And then LaFleur kind of from game day, you know, walk through into game day. It's his show. And then maybe Mike will chime in with an idea here or there. Maybe the stalker play because it was a goal line, a fourth down. Maybe he was saying this is a good time for this. He's going to influence when they go for it on fourth downs, maybe what those plays look like. But I think generally a head coach with a defensive background who's saying this is all sort of new to me is going to get out of the way and let the really smart offensive guy go. If he's not, that's a problem. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think – I don't see that. I think it's more a question of – I'd love to go back every season and watch every snap and figure out. There are times when I think Lafleur gets in a really nice rhythm, mm-hmm. and there and there are times that I'm going, I, I can't understand why it is that you would do that. Even in the games that they're winning, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going back and going, ah, okay, why is Deion Lewis carrying the ball? <laughs> it was before the two minute warning. I think in the, at the end of the first half, if I'm not mistaken, they were yeah. n- near midfield, two minutes and 18 seconds left. They ran Deion Lewis one time, even though if you give one person, if you give one human a carry and it goes into the, the two-minute warning, why is it not Derrick Henry? You, you yeah. literally just read my mind. God must have friended you too. Because, I, <laughs> because that's, exactly, that's exactly what I was going to point out. Like That's the moment the other day when I was watching the Giants game when I thought, why even put Lewis ended this. It, it was Why? like, a, it was like a, we were all at the bar, and it was a collective groan whenever Lewis would come in. And I cannot believe that we we're to the point in this offense that we are groaning <laughs> when Dion Lewis comes into a game because at the beginning of the year or in in the preseason, you're thinking Dion Lewis, Derrick Henry, this is going to be a great compliment, a great marriage of two different styles of runners. Well, and the timing all this stuff. of that one didn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. like now at this point where we. Deion Lewis has reached his career high in carries like two or three weeks ago, and he doesn't even look like the same player anymore because his team, this the the offensive coordinator, 
has just ran him into the ground, and now it's just like, please do not well, put Dion Lewis in. But I think <laughs> I think he, you know, Mike, you can chime in on this. You've probably seen this too. Like I, mm-hmm. I think he still serves an important purpose because he's their best blitz up blitz pickup back. There's there's no question about that. So when he's in there on third down, a lot of times it's not even it's it's to help with the blitz pickup. Yeah. And and I think Derek still is going to have a lag where that's concerned. So I think he's still going to be really valuable. And even how he ran the ball late in the game, I wasn't really sure why they were going to him as much as they were. But the fact that they could get him going again too, right, maybe get right. him some confidence. And, and he, now did he, got get, he did get going a little he bit. He did. Yeah. That was cr- critical and, to get down there on the last drive. And part of it might have been them just realizing, shit, Derek's already at 30 carries. We yeah. need to take yeah. something off of him since we got another game in six days. But, you know – yeah, I think I think Lewis still has a role on this team. I, I don't think you ever want to go a hundred percent in on a running back. You know, even uh, Todd Gurley needs to come out every now and then. But well, now he's banged up. I mean, yeah. I think that's the reality of the position is you can only take so many hits, and mm-hmm. that's actually kind of the other thing I wanted to get into with you guys is I, I don't think there's any question we can look back and we can find games Buffalo. You know, even. I was listening to midday and, and, you know, they were, or actually it was 3HL and they were saying, you know, Mark Mariani called this. He said the Chargers game, there was this seven yard run that changed everything for Derrick Henry. And I want to go, okay, first of all, Deion Lewis finished that game. They didn't hand the ball to Derrick Henry from the one yard line on the two point conversion. And, and then after the bye week, they replaced him. And Lewis so was clearly, on fire in so that game. So clearly it wasn't the case of like, oh, this is the, maybe the light came on for him in that run. Yeah. But, Something was going on with the play calling, with the usage and decision-making. The good news is this. It may have saved him for this exact run when they needed to lean on him most with all these injuries on both sides of the ball. He's running with as much confidence as any player in the entire league. Now he's fresher than he would have been had he carried the ball 20 times a game early in the season. And I think think there's two – big moments in the season and they really stand out to me now as we're kind of getting into this okay now it's it's a Derrick Henry ground and pound offense there's two moments that I think stick out and they're both benchings basically when Henry got benched for Lewis during the bye week I think that woke something up in Derrick Henry saying look I'm about to lose my opportunity on this team because you look at I mean the Dallas game I thought he ran well Limited opportunities, obviously, and then through uh, Indy and Houston, I thought he ran well in those games. Limited opportunities, he started to get more chances, and now we're seeing him with those chances and running. But he needed well. to break one, right? I mean, yeah, that was right. the whole deal. Yeah, and and I, you know, we're opening this total weird butterfly effect. But what if the eighty-two yard run in Miami counted? Yeah, what, oh, it would what totally kind be a different season, team. What yeah, would I his think. mentality have been? What yeah. would the approach have been in terms of how many carries he gets? Because it's clear now, we know now that the 99-yard run is that it opened this this whole world to Derrick Henry. That oh yeah. God, I can be that guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, what if it happened in Week One and it wasn't yeah. taken well, away for some arbitrary penalty? Shit, I'll go. And I would have won my fantasy football game that week. <laughs> well, that's what matters. Yeah, yeah. that's the reason why we're doing totally important things. <laughs> to wrap it all up, this is all about Zach's yeah. fantasy football team. Please write in with your questions. Um, no, uh, to take that a little further, I mean, we all have that in our jobs. I mean, if, whether you start a new job or if you're in a slump at work, you all have that moment where you're self-doubting yourself, especially when you start a new job or a new career path where you're like, should I even be fucking doing this? <laughs> and then it's something pops off at work. And you're like, there it is. Whether it's your first article or for me, I can't really say what I do, but <laughs> but at the same time, like... government Clearly government work. Clearly yeah. government work, yeah. It involves the moon. But but at the same <laughs> time, like God. something something triggers at work and you're there. There was um, it was on Sunday Night Football. Mike uh, Florio, which no, but he had a. <laughs> I think that's the proper response when you say Mike Florio. Mike Florio. Yeah, that's actually that's his generous. full name. Yeah, but I was just name. I was happy to hear it's like that a doctorate at the end. Mike's probably like, yeah, it's like the nicest thing Mike someone Florio. said. I, I was I was happy to hear that the, the Sunday Night Football pregame was even referencing the Titans. Half the time they don't even show our game. So uh, Mike Florio said that they or he had spoken to Henry and said, "What happened?" And Henry told them that during the bye week, especially, he took a look at his film and saw changes that he had to make. And I just, I, I don't know. I like seeing that. He read Travis's article. He read happened. Travis's article. Travis, together, Travis has been friended <laughs> by God. But, um, but, <laughs> but 
Snapchat if anyone on this team, if anyone on this team had an excuse to just straight up mail it the hell in, yeah, he did. And I mean, I, I worried about that. He really yeah, did. and he because was getting he put, shopped, and like he got benched, vibe, and then he was yeah. getting shopped. I am, I'm still not believing that well, he, we were doing the shopping. Whether, I think people were coming to look at our Whether we store. were doing it or not, it was yeah, reported. I and do you think he, they what were? Was, what do you think the market was? I think pretty big with all the injuries. I think that people realized if that there we was weren't a doing big market. He wouldn't be here. Well, maybe it wasn't good enough though. I think it. I think it was probably initiated on the Titans end. If I'm merely speculating, but. I think they were thinking, we're, we're not real sure what we've got in this guy. We feel great about Deion Lewis based on where they were. And what can, what can we get? And, yeah. and probably what they were yeah. getting in return wasn't much. I think I think my thing is is the, the Derrick Henry truthers out there, and I have been one. I mean, I bought a jersey. Um, the the big thing is is when we say that he needs more – the more carries he gets, the better he gets. It's not necessarily that he just needs 30 carries and – five in the first quarter, five in the second half, or whatever. He needs them in a row. And we saw that with the Giants game yeah. in particular. 33 carries, 170-something yards. You can't do that kind of a game plan. I understand you can't do that kind of a game plan. But that's what people mean when Derek Henry needs more carries. He needs them consecutively. You don't need to pull him off. Okay, we put him in on first down. Let's pull him off and put in Deion Lewis and run him up the middle. Well, we're on third down now because obviously that second and uh, ten run did not work. So let's keep Deion Lewis in and, you know, all that stuff. You got to give Derrick Henry into a rhythm, not by the volume of carries, but by the uh, the carries as far as – what kind of fucking word? I just said the it. Timing, Did I just say it? The timing yeah, of the, the carries, timing of, I guess. I don't well, know if that was what For me, word. it's, it's <laughs> not – Consecutive carries. It's not just that. It's the fact that he's capable of the 80, 90 yeah. freaking yard run. Mm-hmm. and. If you limit him to 15 carries, the odds of him making that 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 right. yard run are limited. Yeah. And he can do it at any given time. As yep. the, going from the one yard line, that's going to be the hardest time to ever have a touchdown. <laughs> so true. you can do it from anywhere on the field. Yeah. You've got to get him at least, to me, 15 carries a game. And mm. I would have said that before the season. Like, in any find a way, and you know when he seems to be really good is when like any of those outside pitches, like they can immediately get him outside where he wants to go and yeah. Yeah. get in yeah. space anyway. And then he's got one on one with a stiff arm; he can break a tackle, he can move past a guy. I think that stuff's been really good yeah. and lacking. Not right. you haven't seen and a lot of that. The little pin and pull pitches to the left, especially because that works great for the Titans for a couple reasons. Not only does it get Henry on the edge where he's great, but it gets him using that right handed stiff arm, which is clearly his dominant arm based he, on he even the way he's he going left. Yeah, yeah. He, he will even <laughs> stiff arm with his right hand going left sometimes. But it also gets Lawan out on the run where yeah. Lawan is absolutely special. Like right. he yeah. that one play I clipped uh from the Jaguars game uh a couple weeks ago of Lawan getting out on the edge, finding AJ Bouye getting him locked up and then burying him literally seven yards deep in the sidelines, like uh, on his back. Back to the, uh, one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It was the, uh, karma reversal of the body bag in Miami. (laughs) He was body bagging someone else. Absolutely. It was wonderful. Talk about the carries, uh, Kyle Madsen at Kyle a Madsen. He tweeted out, he writes for, uh, I think covers San Francisco, but he's in our Titans Twitter. No, he's uh he writes for Titans wire. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah. All right. But he, Sorry, he's Kyle. on the radio in the San Francisco uh, market. Derrick Henry has 18 career games with 11-plus carries. The Titans are 16-2 and two in them. They're 10-17 and 17 when he gets 10 or fewer rushes. I mean, that's a pretty big sample size. Not I saying kinda, that's a guarantee. I kind of loathe those stats, though, because they've used him as a closer so many times, and that's why he gets all these carries, because we're winning, and he's basically coming in as a closer. It's it's a cause and effect. Whatever. Stat. I, I mean, I get it. Like, I I agree that Henry needs more carries, yeah. but I don't know that that stat proves. We invite him back on the podcast. He just shits yeah, all over. I mean, your I mean, stats. I'm just facts. trying to I'm just trying to be positive <laughs> over here and, and trying to support the pro Derrick yeah. Henry. Well, well, no, I just I'm in Dehember. We're in Dehember. We are in Dehember. That's oh. not. No, we are not. <laughs> 
That's not how <laughs> Keith, a fellow Dehenberist should be talking to me. We're right in dead smack in the middle of Dehenberist. Yeah, we're watching yeah. You kind of look like you'd be in the band, the Dehenberist. I would. <laughs> the Dehen- uh, The Weezer version of Dehenberist. I think that confidence is something that's super underrated when it comes to these athletes because you've got to... Even for Derrick Henry, who is as exactly. big as this garage. This man has been dominating football <laughs> fields his entire life. <laughs> right. And now he's in the NFL, and it's not that easy anymore. He's finally at the level where people are kind of near him physically and, and athletically and everything else. Like Marcus is another guy that fits in that exact same category yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah it's, I, I don't think it's... I think we take for granted uh, that these guys just go out and do it. There's a huge mental aspect to it that we're not seeing. And I think that w- I think this happened with uh, Malcolm Butler. I think this happened with uh, Derrick Henry. Um, it's one of those things where you see a guy who maybe isn't getting that that first success quite right away like he wanted to. And so now he's starting to doubt himself, and now he's trying to reach, and he's trying to get it all at once. And you see mistakes happen because of that. And I think that happened with Butler. I think that happened with Henry. You know but. what it makes you appreciate is the guys who are almost impervious to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. how do these guys... I mean, Luan seems pretty impervious. I'm I mean, talking to about, like, that. on the... Even yeah. as a young guy, yeah. Mahomes. Like, yeah. uh, right. he just seems like he's unflappable in the face of any of that. And yeah. to your point, I mean, he's had a lot of success early. Yeah. And that breeds a lot of confidence. And you're not dealing with right. that initial sort of slump. But... Brady, I mean, come on, like, yep. when it comes time, yeah, he's going to have a game like he had against the Titans in the middle of the season when it really doesn't matter. And didn't play very well probably against Pittsburgh either. But when it comes time to January, what do you expect every week? You know what yep. I mean? So it, it makes you appreciate how difficult it is for any of these guys because just like the teams are up and down, the individuals are up and down. And it's it's hard to manifest an entire season – at the level that you want because everybody's pretty damn good. Well, and yeah, so to, I mean, to put a bow on the, the Derrick Henry thing as a fan and especially as a coaching staff, I think you've got to be pretty pleased with what you've got in Henry. You put him through the trial and tribulation and when it came time to produce, he's produced and he seems to have found a way to accept the criticism, find a way to bottle it up and run angry. And also from a youth standpoint, you've kind of really this season has helped you find out what you've got in the man. And that's damn exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I want to talk real quick about another key benching too, well, because can, can I, one more thought son on son of a bench. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. You're good. Yeah. One more thought on, on Henry is a month ago. Would anybody in this room have thought, well, maybe, maybe he's got a future here. Maybe he doesn't. And, I thought and, he was done. And yeah. in two weeks you've got, a clear-cut answer. Mm-hmm. And I think last week, I think the Giants game was the most important game of his career. It was, mm-hmm. it was because I, I think the, it was the game. The Jacksonville game, in some respect, was coming. I don't know about the 99-yard run, but he was going to have some 100-yard game again at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Didn't know it was going to be 238. Fine. To follow that up yeah. in a critical time for this team when everybody on both sidelines knew that you had to run the ball mm-hmm. – that, to me, solidified Derrick Henry belongs in Nashville as long as he wants to be here, or for, for a while. Yeah, because in a month yeah. ago, I think we were in a very different place with that conversation. Yeah, uh, yeah I wouldn't have even considered the idea of extending him this offseason. You know, he still has one more year left on his rookie contract after this yeah. year. A, a few weeks ago, I would have said, no, there's no way they're even talking about extension at this point. But now I'm like, his I agent mean, probably is. Yeah, I mean, Henry, Bayard, Mariota, like I think those are all guys that you could be talking about this offseason for extensions, which, you know, that that's pretty shocking. I that was we're starting to even look around and that. thinking like, man, you know, Tevin, Tevin Coleman, he's sort of like yeah. an upgrade of the same guy. Maybe they should be looking at people like him. And yeah. now you're in a really different place with that whole deal. Absolutely. Yeah, it's flipped on his head. Sorry you're, to interrupt you're in, your oh, other you're bench. You're, you're in good. the place that you should have been if you looked at it objectively going into this season that Derrick Henry should have been the workhorse running back and Deion Lewis should be your change of pace. I, I don't know if it's the Miami game or the game after that where they just got spooked by it, but some something happened. I'm glad, though, now that we're going into the playoffs and 
We're seeing Derrick Henry. I still put think he get... was running like shit. I mean, I think was we he? need to make there that was, clear. He was, he he was, was missing holes. He was just sort of running. But into he was contact. still he doing w- better than the only reason. He wasn't getting help. He I think w- there were. I just think there were a lot of factors. I, I think it was the O line. I think it was Lafleur. I think it was Henry. Yeah. And now everything's sort of working together. But he was. He still had what 170 yards after contact this past weekend. So the line isn't doing that great. Uh, well, I mean. Just I mean, because it, someone contacts you doesn't necessarily mean that they had a chance to tackle you. I well, mean, I mean, I guess that's his true. His best but, runs, and, and he's getting more and more of them, yeah. he's got to get that two or three yards right. to build up some yeah. head of steam. Yeah. And if he's getting met right away, his I don't think his legs or how – he doesn't run. We all know how he runs. Yeah. He's not low to the ground. So he's not going to move the pile forward. He's just going to hope to sort of fall forward for – Zero yards. The yeah. only reason Deion Lewis was getting more snaps, though, at the beginning of the year is because he was the better pass catcher, or he was getting the more opportunities. He well, wasn't the better runner. Nobody I was running was, the ball well. He well, was yeah. capable of creating when there was trash that in the little, backfield. That little jump cut, yeah. he could make something out of that, it yeah. felt like. And, 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 and the yeah. blitz pickup, the pass production was a big part yeah. of it, too. And and I think, so while we're on the offensive line, so that that's the other point that I wanted to talk about as far as benchings if you look at the time that the offensive line has really taken off these last couple games you can go right back to when Quentin Spain got benched against the Jets you know obviously it wasn't necessarily a player but I think it was the message that was sent to that group that hey if y'all don't start getting your shit together people are losing jobs and people are coming out of the game and I it clearly got across to them because the second half of the Jets game was much better the entire Jacksonville game was great, and then the entire Giants game was outstanding. I mean, the, the offensive line, I think they gave up – they've given up two sacks, I think, in the last two weeks. That may be wrong on the Jacksonville one. I know they only gave up one last week, and that was – I think Mariota got back to the line of scrimmage, so it was almost not a sack. But I don't understand those, by the way. Yeah, I don't The no-gain sacks, yeah, those are weird to me. I feel like that should just be a, a nothing. That should just be a run for zero yards, but um, – Either way, yeah, I think the the Quentin Spain benching lit a fire under some of that offensive line. Obviously, Dennis Kelly coming in, I think has helped because um, I don't I don't hate Conklin. I don't think he was playing terribly necessarily, but I think Kelly's played really really well. I, I think it's more of a compliment to Kelly than a shot at Conklin. I still think next year Conklin comes back and he's your right tackle. Oh yeah, but. Dennis Kelly's playing some really damn good football right now. And, like, I can't even fathom what he went through this week, which on a personal level is just I, – I don't know how you prepare yourself emotionally to play a football game and play it that well. I mean, he had the best game of his career probably against the Giants. Well, just his know. whole year. Yeah. I mean, he was in the hospital. The team's yeah. telling me, like, this, is, this isn't this is good. Like, yeah. we're worried about Dennis. We're not worried about when Dennis is going to play again. Yeah. He right. loses about 15 or 20 pounds. He's, I mean, he went through it for about yeah. a month there just trying to get back on the field. And the whole thing, what it, he said, like, well, they've ruled out cancer was, like, the, the yeah, quote. That was, it's like, we still don't even know exactly yeah. what it was. And I get it. You know, it's it's his deal. He should be private about it if that's what he wants. I mean, it's 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 – it's him. It's his person. It's his health. But to put it in co- in the whole context of the season of, of what all these guys have been through with all these it's, – it's NFL football. It's rough. Yeah. But, dang, I mean, he's been through more than most. Has, yeah, and yeah. then to add in losing his father and then, you know, coming back a couple of days, a few days later and, and being ready to play because they needed him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he's been through a ton and he is playing incredible football right now. Um, so, Yeah. Dennis Kelly. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great point on the, on the whole offensive line, yeah. though, that give the coaching staff credit that I don't think they've done everything right. I think they're sure. trying. I mean, they come across like pretty earnest, sure. I feel like, and like, hey, we don't know everything, and this is a lot of our first times doing this, but we're, we're trying to figure it out. And yeah. it's not like we're sitting around and, and watching – the voice or something. I mean, they're, you know, they're like, they're, <laughs> they're busting their head. They're active. I mean, Vrabel yeah. before that little mini buy after the Jacksonville game, Vrabel looked visibly beaten down. I mean, yeah. he looked exhausted because of what they're trying to put in and the uniqueness too that, and I get it. Like a lot of teams deal with this stuff, but the Titans have had a really strange schedule in terms of short weeks That's and true. Thursday game, Monday game, Saturday game, another Monday game. I mean, just, mm. 
the London week, you know, you're, you've dealt with so many different things on top of the injuries when you're just trying to like level out and figure out who can actually play in these games. You got a first time staff that's on the fly, like, okay, we're going to bench this guy. We're going to play this guy. Uh, we're trying to figure out what to do with Her- Derrick Henry. I mean, they've been dealt an enormous <laughs> number of variables that yeah. you know, sometimes I think they've handled them well and sometimes they haven't, but I think they've been pretty consistent in the message and, that's why they're eight and six. That's why they're still in this. That's why, yeah. I mean, what they're up to about a 50, 50 chance, I think to, to make it. Yeah, and that's, that's sort of, maybe we look back later and we're like, damn, how did they even like cobble that together to get into the postseason, regardless right. of the week to week and how it looked and why did they lose to Buffalo? And why didn't they run Derrick Henry in London? It's a great, just point. to get to the postseason or at least have a chance. Yeah. Even yeah. just to win as many, if not more, games as the previous season. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about that next stepping stone that we need to make uh, to make the playoffs. Let's talk about the Redskins game. And uh, I guess, is this going to be out before the Redskins game happens? Uh, we'll, we'll do this part before the Redskins game happens. This, after okay. we'll talk about the Redskins, we peek behind the curtain, peek up the skirt, whatever you want to call it. Um <laughs> This is, I didn't know uh, I was coming over here for yeah. this. But, uh, <laughs> Very so analogy. Yeah. After this, we will do a to be continued. Okay. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.